A good haircut can be a game changer. I mean, everybody wants to look their best for those social media pics, right? So get yourself to Sport Clips at Sport Clips Haircuts. They hair do like no one else hair does. See what they did there? Not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. Level up your haircut with the MVP haircut experience. It's a spa day for your follicles. Check this out. You get a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on the TV. Does it get any better than that? No. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. All right, Luke Harper makes his Talk is Jericho debut. He's from the Wyatt family, and he's one of the best performers in the WWE these days. I know I've worked with him many, many times over the last uh, six, seven, eight months or so. Now, we sat down. We were both in Saudi Arabia, in Jeddah, with the WWE last month, and you'll hear what that experience was like for both of us. And, of course, we're going to talk to Luke about his time at NXT, meeting Bray Wyatt for the first time, and how that led him to the WWE big leagues. We'll talk about his gimmick, his name, his training, what it was like wrestling in Europe, why he almost gave up on pro wrestling, and you'll hear what happened that caused him to give it one last shot and led him to the big time. And speaking of the big time, speaking of one last shot, you still got time to enter to win a copy of DDP Yoga signed by Diamond Dallas Page, the man himself. Tweet your own DDP Yoga story to Talk is Jericho at Talk is Jericho on the Twitter using the hashtag podcast one, and you can win an autographed copy of Dallas's workout. You guys know how much I believe in DDP Yoga. I am a user. It's the only reason why I'm still rocking with Fozzie right now in Europe and why I'm able to keep coming back to the WWE and have five-star matches. All right, DDP Yoga saved my music career, my wrestling career. My quality of life is better because of Diamond Dallas Page and his amazing yoga program. But I'm not the only one who had his life changed thanks to DDP Yoga. Stacey Morris, take her for example. She also experienced the life-changing benefits of DDP Yoga. Stacey weighed over 300 pounds for more than 20 years of her life. Even though she lost over 100 pounds two different times, she could not keep the weight off. She had pretty much given up, but then one afternoon while watching Oprah, she heard singer Carney Wilson talking about a man named Diamond Dallas Page. He's the man called Page. He acts like a sage. All right, he had helped Carney change her life just like he did for me. That inspired Stacy to give it one more try. She started DDP Yoga in 2009 weighing, get this, 345 pounds, all right? And in just 18 months, she'd lost 185 pounds. She went from a size 28 to a size 8. That is amazing. Six years later, she still kept the weight off and continues to live the healthy lifestyle that DDP Yoga encouraged her to do, all right? So I'm here today, right here, right now, telling you guys that DDP Yoga was the answer for me, just like it was the answer for Stacey Morris, Jake the Snake Roberts, Scott Hall, Kane, 
Goldust, Ryback, tens of thousands of other people as well, including Y2J himself. It can work for you too. In fact, I want to hear your DDP yoga stories, all right? Tweet them to me at TalkIsJericho. Use the hashtag podcast1, and you could win a copy of the DDP yoga program autographed by Diamond Dallas Page himself. That's right. Just tweet me your DDP yoga story at TalkIsJericho. Use the hashtag podcast1 for your chance to win an autographed DDP yoga program. A winner will be chosen at random very soon. You still have time to experience your own DDP. DDP uh, yoga story. You still have time to have a better quality of life. You still have time to live life the way you want to live it because DDP is giving you guys, the sexy bees, talk as Jericho listeners, a great deal on DDP yoga. Just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho to take advantage of this. That's ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. DDP yoga changes lives. I am here living, breathing proof to tell you that is true. Go get in the best shape of your life and do it now. ddpyoga.com. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Right, so uh, across the table with Luke Harper, has just an amazing beard, man. That, that is mine. <laughs> did you grow that uh, as a part of the Wyatt family? Or did you have it already? Uh, I had it already, and I liken it to being fat. It's uh, it's not difficult to do. You just kind of give up on life, <laughs> and <laughs> this is what happens. Just and it just just happens to help me in my career now. On any sort of credibility on the street. <laughs> and my wife or... doesn't mind it, so it's a win-win. Well, that's the secret. Yeah. Like, you know, if your wife didn't like it, there'd be an right, issue, right? Right, right, right. Like, but she doesn't mind it, so, and I think she's okay with the career, so things are okay. Especially when it's like, yeah, involving making money for your family, right? right? exactly. Because if she like said, I hate this beard. Right. I was like, well, tough break, honey. <laughs> but here we are actually in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Which, I mean, you know, when we go to... England or Australia or like even Japan, that's like pretty similar. Mm-hmm. But when you come here, like it's a it's a whole different world. This is a uh, I, it's pretty insane to me over here. Uh, I had a little experience on the way back from the gym where uh, a car, the security guard, kind of waved off a car that was driving in front of us and kept telling the driver to slow down. And I'm just in the back seat, like, what the hell is happening? And they're speaking uh, Arabic to each other, and I'm like, okay. Waves them off. The guy comes back and kind of signals to him, and I don't know what's happening now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're in Saudi Arabia. Any, anything could happen. We're in security guards. shuttle or yeah. something? Yeah. And, and so uh, eventually they're kind of signaling each other, kind of telling each other to F off. And I'm like, come on. So the guy slows down, pulls off, and then gets in behind us and then pulls into the hotel we're going to. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and then so I say, hey, is everything okay? The guy says, I think so. And I go, okay. So I, <laughs> he gets out of the car first. They kind of have some pleasantries to, to each other. And then he just says, okay, everything's okay. And we get out of the car. So, but the thing is, and you don't really know. No what idea. Happened, right? I had no idea what was going on. It was, it was just a driver in a car and they're signaling to each other. And I was alone in the car with nobody just coming back from the gym. And it's interesting. It was very interesting. Because, like I said, like, you know, even just downstairs, I went and had some food mm-hmm. and catering. And there's a bunch of kids in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And uh, a kid tries to come up to me and get my order, and the security guard grabs this kid and pulls him back like a, like a hockey. Oh yeah, like fight, like grab him by the jersey. Yep, and pulls no him back. qualms about being and I'm like, physical. Hey man, it's okay. They're kids, and he wasn't listening to no, me. They don't care. They don't care. Nope. 
And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I signed for the kid and a couple other kids. He's pushing these yeah. kids back yeah, oh, yeah. like eight years old yep. or something. Yep. And we we went to a, uh, a, a World Cup qualifying soccer game last night after the show. Mm. And we were kind of in a public area. It was me, Miz, and... Uh, Cesaro, maybe? Uh, Sincara. Cesaro and oh. Seamus had gone up to the Royal Suite because oh. they had an appearance, which okay. got canceled, but they still were going up there to say hi to him. And so these kids are kind of just like trying to take pictures of us, and we're just in a corner. And literally, the security guards have no qualms about just telling them no and like mm-hmm. pushing their phones down. And, and I was like, oh, okay. It's, it's funny, too, because, you know, we were talking about this earlier. You go to the show, and, and afterwards, like when I go to mm-hmm. the ring, you know, you just see right. the crowd. Right, right. It's fine. When I'm walking out, I'm slapping hands, and there's no women. No, no. And, and literally on the way to your room, I just saw the first women's face, woman's oh, face yeah. since I've been here. And she, I mean, she was attractive, and it was yes. it was odd. And I didn't. I said hello, and I was like, okay. And I didn't understand where she came from because I literally had not seen one woman or one woman's face since I've been here. Yeah, and when we're saying days. when we're saying there's no women, we're not like mm-hmm. being like no. Dudes, no, like we're talking. There's no little girls. Nope. There's no teenage girls. Nope. There's no attractive girls. There's no old ladies. There's nothing. The soccer game had thirty two thousand people, all male. Wow. Yep. Not one woman in attendance. I got a tweet from somebody's uh, a girl from mm-hmm. that wanted to go, and she said it says in the ticket males only. Yep. yep, that's incredible. Yeah, and I said I, I made a joke. I said I wonder if the women love when these big sporting events happen because all the all the guys go out and <laughs> they're home. But that's the thing too. So they did thirty two thousand yeah. at the stadium, and t- apparently twenty eight thousand walk up. Okay, and tonight we had like sixty four hundred. Yep. But those those are all guys. Imagine. All so guys. we're selling to half the population. Yep. Here, yep. imagine if we sold to everybody, we'd be like we would have yeah, ten thousand exactly. people tonight, exactly. right? Yeah, I agree. You know, and then there, and it's, you're talking about these these two girls in the lobby of the hotel, mm-hmm. and I know what you what, guys might be thinking, but these uh, they work for the hotel, right? And, and I had heard about these, and I didn't see them. Very and pretty I, faces. I thought, I, I thought they were fictitious the way people were describing them, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, you guys are, are bullshitting because I hadn't seen them. Yeah, and then I saw the one up on the, and I was like, what the. Yeah, and they're pretty girls, yeah. and they're like the ones smoking mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And what I was asking them, and what I found out for some of the other dudes, apparently it's like Hasidic Jews. Like some right. people are really Jewish Super to where strict. they're home before sundown yep. 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 and all this stuff. Whereas these girls are from here, ladies, right. not girls, are ladies. And maybe they're not as strict into right. the culture. Right. Whereas the other ones are more like we can right. see their eyes are super. And I, I think the same thing goes for males because at the game, um, a row of teenagers, males sat in front of us and just real goofy kids. And they're all wearing Western style clothes, all spoke great English. So I guess, you know, when you see other people, they're not wearing Western. They're wearing the, 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 the long yeah. like dresses, for right. lack of a better term. So it, it was – I didn't understand the mm-hmm. the way it works. The difference. Yeah. And also today, like I went to the gym, not a soul there. Uh, and I said, hey, is something going on today? They said, oh, it's, it's the, the holiday. It's Friday. You know, we, we pray on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. And they didn't seem too bothered by it, but literally not one soul in the gym, silent. And I guess everybody was just out praying for from until noon, and then it opens up. Then they can yeah. do normal stuff. Right. Well, and, and the other couple of things were, I think, at about 6 in the morning. Yeah, you hear the, the they, calls, the loudspeaker calls. They play, I guess, his prayers through the loudspeakers. Which are a little bit unnerving. Very creepy. Yeah. I mean, and nothing against the religion, no, no. but coming from the West, where mm-hmm. we come from, it's very creepy mm-hmm. because you hear like those chants just loud, loud. Have you seen the arrow in your room what that, is that points There's to a- Mecca? Wow. Yep. So they apparently when they pray, they they bow towards Mecca. So when you're in a room, they you're know. You're kidding yeah. me. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because there's one in the bedroom yep. too. Yep. And I was looking up at the at the ceiling and what yep. we're looking at, there's like a little, like a triangle, like a Star Trek triangle. Yeah. 
And there's one at first. I was like, I looked at the corner of my eye, and I thought it was like, is that a big bug? Oh no, <laughs> same thing. It's some like, kind of decoration. Yeah. <laughs> but it's in the arrow. desert, is it a bug? Yeah, yeah. it's an arrow pointing. Yeah, to, apparently towards Mecca. Uh, so I just heard. I was kind of like wondering the same thing, and I heard someone discussing it. And I said, Are "You guys talking about the arrows in your room or the thing on the the, the ceiling?" Yeah. And they said, "Yeah, that that's points towards Mecca. So when they pray, they know which way to bow." That's I said, incredible. That's I didn't know that. And uh, again, like so, yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, Ambrose and me had to. So we went on at five forty-six p.m. Right. Uh, we this were. This is your match. Explicitly told, you have to be done and out of there at six oh one. So I mean, as we're going through the match, we're getting these time cues of okay, ten minutes, five minutes, four minutes. Okay, three minutes, guys. We really have to be done because at six oh two, everybody either leaves the arena or just turns into the hallway and prays for yeah. twenty-five minutes. Yeah, the show had yeah, to show basically stopped. take intermission, yep. a prayer intermission. Yep. Yeah. So we had like a wacky like three-match first half. Yeah, we started at like yeah. 5.30. And I said it was way more stressful than TV time. Because <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> the hands of a nation. Yeah. In this one, you're not going to get yelled at for going over. You're going to get I, like your hand chopped I off said, or well, something. I said, what happens if, uh, if I just stay out there in a headlock? And, and uh, the agent told me to run. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, no well, problem. Even better was yeah. I was the first match on after. Right. I was the first ever prayer, right. prayer <laughs> popcorn match. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, I mean, this is it, – it's, it's, it's so interesting to be over here. But, but you, it's funny because mm-hmm. just a little background. When I came back to the WWE last summer mm-hmm. and I started the thing with Bray, yep. uh, they were talking about Harper and Rowan. And, yep. you know, you, you see the matches, but you're not sure – you know which guys? Oh which. yeah. Oh, t- t- people still don't know who. And, who's but there. I remember Arn Anderson going, "That Luke Harper, he's a stud. He's, he's, he's a stud." And I was like, "Which one's Harper? It's yeah. the one with the beard." Well, yeah, the, the br- brunette. But yeah, the, the guy with the black beard, and you're kind of like this this ten uh, year overnight yeah. sensation. Yeah, yeah. Because you have traveled around the world before yep. you even came to the WWE. Oh yeah. Uh, 2001 started, and around 2007 ish, kind of started discovering outside of. The U.S. kind of stuff, and went to Germany, went to Japan, went to England, uh, several times each, That's and incredible. kind of and loved it. And uh, the funny part is, I came home from Japan the last time, 2010. Wife was pregnant, and I said, "You know what? I think I've been kind of blown off by WD several times. Done, I think 19 times extra work. Never really? got, yeah, never got. I was always too tall to do a job, or uh, you know, too big to do anything. So." So I uh, came home to Japan and told my wife. I said, eh, "I don't think this is it. You know, I think I need." Don't to, think this job. Yeah, is I don't. For you. I don't think. I don't think it's working. I was 30, 31 at the time. I said, "I don't." Which think this in is this it. gig, if, right? Right. If yeah. you haven't been in the WWE, it's pretty like, and, old, and right? And especially with WWE, the, the stigma is, you know, if I wasn't there by twenty five or even yeah. twenty, you know, twenty eight, it's like, oh, okay, they're kind of looking past me now. So thinking that they didn't have what or I didn't have what they needed and so, yeah, so let's move on and then of course uh, <laughs> uh, got the call saying hey you want to come down and try out in January so in December I wanted to say oh, I'm done and then so it was like a couple days December, later yeah first of December Joey called me Joey Mercury mm-hmm. called me and said uh, hey we want to bring you down uh, in January for the tryout I said oh okay yeah no, yeah sure mm-hmm. and then went down for the tryout uh, actually worked Ambrose mm-hmm. and uh Two days after I had my child in January, got called by Johnny Ace. To say that so, you're going to yeah. get hired. And, of course, the other best part about that is I missed his call because I was in the hospital. With uh, your baby. So he left a message. His number cuts out. <laughs> and I think I've told you this before. Uh, the number cuts out, and I think, well, 
that was my chance. You know, I really <laughs> that up. So instantly called Claudio Castagnoli and said, please tell me you have Johnny Ace's number. And he said, yeah, here it is right here. And so I'm freaking out thinking, I blew it. You know, I had, had my, you know, 14 years and it's so, gone. So he's like, you know, call me back at 203, yeah. 321. Yep. Right. Last four gone. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm looking at his number up. Can't find it. You're trying to guess the yep. combinations. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I actually looked at my <laughs> One, phone. Two, three, I was like, four. it could be <laughs> yeah, two, three, four, two. 3,000 combinations. <laughs> yeah, I'll try yeah, them yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And uh, thinking it was over. And then I called Johnny Jones. I said, hey, I'm really sorry. I'm in, the, I'm in the hospital having a baby, you know. And he goes, oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. We yeah. want to bring you to Pittsburgh and do your uh, physical. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but we, we talked about this when, when, when you're at that point, right? And you miss the call. You think like this is this is the end of it. You know, I, I mentioned that. Yeah, uh, you showed, uh, showed the Benoit story. Yeah, one time when I was trying to get an ECW for a year, and finally uh, Benoit calls me on a Saturday afternoon and says, "Can you be in Philadelphia tonight?" Paulie from, from Calgary. Yep. Paulie wants to book you against Ultimo Dragon, and I'm like, tonight. Yeah. And this wasn't like the old days or now where you can go on Hot Wire right, right, or something. There, I'm looking through the phone book and trying to find out. And of course, the earliest flight got me in like 11:35 at yeah, night, yep, yep. and I was just like, I was done. It's I, over. My chance is over. And I'll never get another you had, shot. You said though that it took you another. They didn't call you for another year. Yeah. So it was a little more stressful. Yeah, it was a little bit of time. <laughs> Mine yeah. was like three hours where I was just like, oh, it's over. <laughs> no, My no, wife's no. like in the bed with a baby, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's over. So what was the final? Okay, so you mentioned that there's a lot of stuff here that you mentioned yeah, that I want to talk about it's okay but um so first of all what was it finally that 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 you think that was the catalyst to finally get you the call of the tryout um i was told signing? i was told uh they're looking again for guys over six whatever that could work mm-hmm. um and so claudio casignoli was down there um tyler black who's now seth rollins and john moxley who's dean ambrose kind of all were uh close to Joey and said, Hey, there's a kid out there that I use the term kid loosely. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a guy out there that's, that can work and is, is tall and you know, whatever. And you, no one's ever called him. And I had been in contact with Joey before in, um, was Joey training in NXT or was he, he was, a, he was a trainer there. At the gotcha. Time. And, um, I had been in contact with him, I think April, but just kind of st- nothing happened. Stopped talking to me. And so the, uh, a couple weeks after that, I broke my leg I uh, lost my job, and wow. I was told that my wife was pregnant. <laughs> so, all all in the space of like three or four days. I actually uh, I busted up my leg in New York City and had to drive home to Rochester, which is like six hours. Yeah. I had to go to work on Monday. How did you break your leg? Uh, throwing a boot in a corner, and it just folded under itself on a Dragon Gate USA show. And when you put your boot up and a guy yep. hit it? No, no, no. I threw a boot, and then my plant leg just... Folded in half. Wow. Yeah. Did the guy hit it or anything? No, or nobody touched just me. A freak yep, it accident. just snapped. And uh, so, yeah, so all that stuff happened. I said, well, okay, it's over. And then I came back a few months later and worked uh, Kevin Nash randomly on an indie show. And I thought, oh, you know, things are great. You know, what What? what could be better? I just yeah. worked Kevin Nash. You know, this is this is great. And uh, he's like, yeah, and I, I really respect, you know, knee injuries. I get it. You know, I get it. I was like, okay. Uh, and then after that, I kind of went, kept going to Japan a few times, and then thought that was it. What, what job were you doing that you lost when you? Uh, I was a librarian in a city school. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What? That's correct. That is awesome. Yeah. A librarian yep. in the city school. It yep. Was did you, was that something you went to school for? No, not at all. Uh, I kind of got uh, hooked up through a family member um, who kind of had a connection, and I applied and took a civil service test and all this stuff, and kind of got in. I was actually the keeper of like the textbooks and stuff. But I helped in the library, so I always said, oh, I'm a librarian. So I worked I'm, in the library. I'm envisioning you with like a turtleneck. Oh, and a, not a, 
I look with patches. On I look it. exactly like I did here. <laughs> and the one time, actually, uh, uh, I got busted open in a cage match with Claudio in Philly, and I had to go to work on Monday, and I couldn't stop the bleeding, and I had to wear the only time I ever I wore a hat to work. Because, and I was like terrified, like I'm serving these books to these these like fourth and fifth graders, and I'm just terrified. Like keep checking my head, and I'm like, what is my life? Like <laughs> you're like worried yeah, that you're just gonna like, spout a gusher. Yeah. Like here's yeah, Peter yeah. Cottontail. Right, right, right. Why is oh no, <laughs> there's blood on the book. So luckily nothing happened. I was able to get through it, and uh, but yeah. So what other happened? Like on those nineteen, so you had nineteen extra work yeah, trials. Yeah, I think I don't know the exact it's number. It's a but lot it was, of them. Yeah, because what they would usually do is they'd come to um, Rochester Buffalo or Pittsburgh Buffalo Rochester. Mm-hmm. It's SmackDown would be in Rochester, right? Um, so they would do that, and then I kind of went down into Philly a couple times to do a couple different ones, and. I mean, we would literally, it's not like it is today. We would just work out in the ring for, I felt like, hours at a time. Like someone like Scott Armstrong would be yeah, watching Yeah, Jamie you Noble some, would. Okay, like, Jamie. So he would come out and like kind of work with us. And then um, sometimes throw matches together on the fly. And I think the only guys I ever saw get hired out of it was Michael Tarver. And, okay. And uh, one time I called my buddy Condelaney and he got a job. Well, yeah, he played like the little underdog. Yep. And he literally, guy. he was at work. I called him. I said, hey, bring your bring your shooter boots down. He came and he like had his boots around his neck. And Jamie Noble like walks out and he goes, oh, he is perfect. Were they and looking they, for somebody? They were looking for somebody smaller to do, um, I think it was to work with Shelton. Mm. He was just getting that push on ECW. And uh, Jamie got one look at him and said, yep, that's the guy. <laughs> and he sold great, came back. Vince, I guess, gave him a hug and said, all right, we're going to see you next week. <laughs> so how is that for you? Like, you know, you're six foot six or whatever, and you're looking at this yeah. guy, five foot F all, <laughs> yeah. you know, looks like a scrawny little librarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, was it frustrating for you? Yeah, that was, it was tough. Mm-hmm. And I kind of tried to be a part of it, you know, as much as I could and asking him all these questions and kind of try to be into it. But I was like, man, you know, it's his life. And right. he got a break. So. Yeah. If you got one, why can't I? A lot of times, like I remember with uh, Ricardo Rodriguez. Ricardo Rodriguez? Yes. Right, yeah. They were just looking for a a ring announcer. Right. And he happened to be there. And it's like, what about you? And he was there to try out as a wrestler. And suddenly Mm -hmm. he gets this plum gig as Del Rio's announcer. he got flown around the country. And he, I mean, I remember he went to London for a SmackDown tape. And he came back and they gave him a contract. And I mean. Colin or Robert? Yeah. And they had something cool with him. But then. It just, you know, you go as far as you can go. Were you ever, uh, you mentioned that you went there to do trials. Did you ever get any extra, like you had to be a druid or something? Uh, or? I think I was supposed to be a photographer for Eminem. And as soon as they saw me, they were just like, no, no, you're <laughs> yeah. way too tall. Yeah. And I said, okay. And then I think I sat in a hallway for a Triple H walk oh. one time. And in in, I just remember I was wearing the cheesiest, shittiest sweater you could, because you could, I was like, oh, you know, this is my biz cash and looking good. <laughs> Like so they're like, all right, put your stuff back on. And I had this. It's like a Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. And I'm just sitting there, and I just remember all my friends being like, "Yeah, what, so, a, what a sweater." What year was that at? Did, that was probably eight? 2008 or nine. All right, here's a challenge for everybody. I got some crazy fans. See if you can find it. <laughs> oh, if you God. can, post it on the Twitter. I'm sure they can. Talk is Jericho. You, th- you think it was on a Raw? Either Raw. Uh, you were really giving. It's real. I feel like it was Raw because I think it was Buffalo. 
All right. We'll see. Yeah, you can think of Buffalo or Pittsburgh if you can find uh, Harper. It goes a Buffalo run. It was Triple H walk. I think either – it might have been a Triple H Shawn Michaels DX walk. Ooh. But I know Triple H was involved. Okay. So we, this is a real scavenger hunt. If you can find this one, we'll give you a prize. And if sure. you don't find it, I'll give you a prize. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about all, all these tryouts. But meanwhile, mm-hmm. you mentioned how you're working pretty much around the world. Yep. yep. And uh, you mentioned Japan. And where, where, what company in Japan did you work Dragon for? Gate. Okay, Dragon. Now that's yep. a pretty. Is that the one that's run by? Um, who, who's who runs that? Shima was Shima. The, yep, it's kind of uh, Toriman is, is Magnum Tokyo. Yep, those yep. type of guys, they, right? They kind of spawned off it from a, a blend of Mexico and Japanese and American style. I think Ultimo Dragon kind of, yep. started that. Yeah, and so it all kind of came together, together and uh, it was a much different style than I was used to. It was mm-hmm. a lot of like flying and like um, Neville and Ricochet came from there, and I mean they're suited for it. Right. So it was kind of wacky for me, and it's kind of where I learned to do more stuff than I was doing mm-hmm. and kind of adapt to their style and actually help me remember a lot of stuff because it was so fast-paced and crazy. So they bring you in to kind of be the monster heel? Yeah, yeah, and uh, build me up, and I think I eventually put Shingo over in the end. Um, but yeah, so I was kind of the monster. They had a bunch of factions and stuff, and mm-hmm. they would do that kind of stuff. What was your name at the time? Uh, Brody Lee. Was that your name always? Uh, or yep, when they, or yep, when they came, okay. yep. Obviously, the Bruiser Brody connection is actually and... from Mallrats. No uh, way. Yeah, <laughs> Brody. Uh, Jason Lee's name is Brody. Yeah. So, yeah. Were you a big fan of Mallrats? I or love Mallrats. I You're love, kidding me. I love all Jason or uh, Kevin Smith movies. That's hilarious. Yeah. You just was there any other connection other than you just like the guy? Or? Randomly, uh, I used to do I used to do uh, Ring Crew for Ring of Honor mm-hmm. a ton. Um, Never actually got a sniff there either. Really? Just yep. doing ring crew? Yep, just did ring crew a bunch. Why don't they give you a shot? You're like a giant. Who I don't know. Right? Yeah. Uh, I don't, and I also didn't really understand the game then. I didn't understand trying to get a spot. I thought just, hey, I'm out here paying mm-hmm. my dues. Uh, the road's fun with my buddies. Um, so a guy named Ash, or I don't know what the hell, I think that's what he goes by, mm-hmm. just said one just day Ash. at a diner, said, hey, uh, you know, you look like the guy from Mallrats. Ah. You, you should be Brody Lee. I was like, oh, that's great. I could see with no beard how you <laughs> yeah. kind of have a little yeah. bit of a yeah. resemblance. If you see my that. passport photo, it's that's hilarious, yeah. man. I have to tell Kevin Smith that he's yeah. been on this show a couple oh, cool. times. Very cool. Yeah, Brody Lee. That's yeah. hilarious. What's your favorite Kevin Smith movie? Uh, I would say Mallrats or Clerks. I mean, yeah, the, the, the classics, two. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Did you see the the one he did last year, Walrus? I have not. Oh, dude, it's messed up, man. I since I've been on the road, I've seen very few movies, and I'm I'm actually ashamed. <laughs> I hold my head down. But yeah, if you go check out that, um, it's it's you know, okay, okay like he's got the comedies, but he yep. does some, mm-hmm. some like mm-hmm. really weird stuff. Yeah, Walrus is messed up, man. Okay, even by his own admission, it's not what you think it's going to well, be. Have you ever it's seen really... the movie Gummo? Or uh, I, I, it's like a kid's. Yeah, <laughs> that's the most messed up movie I've ever seen. Somebody told me to watch that because I was playing a character in this movie called Albino Farm, okay. like this kind of inbred guy. And then someone told me to watch Gummo. Gummo is out there <laughs> and disturbing. You like those type of weird movies? Uh, yeah. There's another one that I can't think of the name of it, where a clown rapes something. Oh, it's it's with the dude from Vulgar. All, from, Vulgar. From, yeah, Vulgar. It's yes, with the, it's from. Uh, uh, what's his name? Randall's buddy, yes. Dante. Yes, so that's another one. Yeah. You know they're doing a Clerks three now. They just yes. filmed Clerks and three. And I, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, Clerks two held up, but you yeah, can't. Clerks got a little yeah, bit yeah, weird yeah. though with like you the Dante the right, right, right. like this. You yeah. can't keep that up, though. So, so you started with the Brody Lee, and mm-hmm. then and then you mentioned you're doing Ring Crew, and you're working in Japan. How'd you like yep. being in Japan? Japan was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the best. I mean, I had trouble kind of being away from my wife. Kind of so, and we we weren't married then, but like just being away, mm-hmm. and uh, especially when she was pregnant, it became very right. difficult. But the culture over there is 
I mean, the best. Mm -hmm. And when we went back for WD last year, it was like coming home to a second home. Yeah, it was awesome. And the fans always remember too. Yeah, and it was it was just so cool. They were just so respectful and like. and like I was actually like able to tell a couple of the guys like, hey, I think this is what we should do, and like telling Rowan like, hey man, just we're gonna run some of these shoulder tackle crazy spot, and trust me, just trust me, like because Rowan's basically just starting, right? Yeah, I, I uh, he's been around a little bit. He actually went to the Noah Dojo f- oh, okay. uh, for a little while, um, but didn't really work too much over there. So he was he was kind of starting at the school. He worked the Minnesota Indies, but came to NXT or FCW at the time and just had been injured and then started coming on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just trust me. We'll just do these strongman things, and they'll yeah. love it. And it, it was it was just so much fun. It's the best did, over there. Did you um, – because like you said, you mentioned working in, in Dragon Gate, which mm-hmm. is more of the yeah. – High flying thing, and then you have like a, you do a great tope. You do right, a lot of right, high right, flying right. stuff, which I think sometimes I think we even discussed this yeah. last year. You got to pull it back, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big, especially I've, as I've a heel, because it's so impressive. Yeah. yeah. Who did you train with originally? Uh, a guy named Rick Matrix and a guy named Dun and Marcos, or tag team in Ring of Honor. So really nobody. <laughs> <laughs> the Rochester guys. Yeah, and uh, actually the training was better than most guys I've heard of. You know, uh, considering where I came from and. They were all great to me, and like literally from the basics up, it wasn't like bad training. Mm-hmm. And then kind of just went on the road and figured it out. All right, there are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Hey, amigas, see, already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. How did you like working in England? Uh... England was I didn't like England. And why uh, was that? I just didn't like the country. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, England. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't. I think I was just in a, a different spot in life and just wasn't ready to be gone again, mm-hmm. and uh, just wasn't happy there. Um, the fa- and, and work, I worked for Brian Dixon. So, yeah. Dixon hey? It was a very do Dixon uh, impression. I don't. Uh, I, I don't want to do. <laughs> Robbie Brookside does yeah, the best it, one. I, everyone has their own version of yeah. it. He's like kind of like an English Stu Hart. Everyone yeah. can do him, and he's. Probably the richest man in England, thanks <laughs> and, to the WWE merchandise he sells. And all of his guys are the <laughs> yes, poorest. Yeah, was, he still, exactly. was he still using kind of like um, like WWE knockoff guys, like characters? Um, when I was there, there wasn't many, okay. but like the SmackDown Warrior had just come through for a little run. Who was the SmackDown I Warrior? I think it was Mason Ryan. But what does he look like? I think he just was the oh. big jacked up 
the Batista looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just use that term. Right? Yeah, and uh, so it wasn't too bad. Um, I mean, there was guys, but there were not too many knockoffs. But okay. they were selling. There was the, a few, right? I mean, you could look at their merch stand. They're selling Rey Mysterio masks and figures and all. Really? Kinds. Oh yeah. They're just getting all this stuff yeah. from stores. Like and I don't toy know. I don't know how he does it. I don't know if I'm stooging him off, but well, I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> probably know. So t- I've ne- I never worked in England like that. So tell me how is it? Five days a week, six days. How are you traveling? Where are um, you living? It's pretty much every day, and you go to like little um, vacation places, holiday like camps. Yeah, holiday camps like Butlins, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just people that are at the resort coming to the the show, and then they tell they have people out there, the redcoats, that say, "Okay, boo this guy," or or cheer now, like basically just do this, do this, do this. So it makes it real easy. That's what it used um, to be like at uh, MGM Studios when we did WCW right, Worldwide. Right. With the signs. Yeah, they'd have Wildcat <laughs> Willie cheering for this guy. And then it'd be like, ah, boo. Right, right. With no overlap whatsoever. Yep. Just completely, boom, 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 boom. So you had the same thing? So yeah, kind of just got, yeah. okay, guys, you know, boo this man. Or, you know, like, and you're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I remember the first match I did, I came to the back and Dixon said, oh, I don't know what you're doing out there. And I said, what do you mean, sir? And he goes, you're just doing too much. Now, meanwhile, I hadn't done much of anything. Right. Maybe a couple of hip tosses and like, I don't know. And he said, you just got to show out more. Hmm. I said, what do you mean? Now, meanwhile, I was called the Miami Bruiser. <laughs> Miami Bruiser? <laughs> yes. I was pasty as all, and I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, you're the Miami Bruiser. I was like, and I don't know how he picked Miami. Uh, it's probably just a city he thought Yeah, he it's American. Knew. Yeah. And, and uh, so, yeah. And I Why wore, like I the wore, Bruiser? I have no idea. I wore exactly what I was wearing, a wife beater and jeans. He's like, yep, this is the Miami Bruiser. <laughs> Can you at least put like some sunblock on your nose yeah, yeah. and put a hat, like a Panama hat and on I or something? And I would come out with the old American flag waving it and all the people hated it. And then the guy would come out with the English flag and big baby That's face. so bad though. Like if I'm thinking the United States, like if you're going to do the, the, the right. American gimmick, I'm thinking, okay, how about the American Bruiser? Right. Why not just – Or yeah, the Detroit USA, or yeah. Chicago or New York, like tough cities like Miami. Miami. It's like, you know, I'm yeah. just going to come out doing a Cuban dance or something, right? Yeah, I'm on the beach. <laughs> I don't know how he picked it. I think so, it was ribbing me. So, so you do, and then what happens? You do the buttons, and then are you getting in a van and driving? Yeah, you basically get in a van with six of the guys. Sometimes Dixon's driving, and you just go to the next one, hmm. and you you sleep and you get up, and you lo- you load the ring and set it up, and then do kind of the same thing, take it down. Hmm. And that's actually a weird part about Dragon Gate is they set up their own shows. So we we would get to the we would get to the arena. Um, we'd set up the chairs. We'd set up the ring. Really? And then after the show, we would do the same thing. Take it down, put it in the truck, and then go our separate ways. Wow. Yeah. Talk they, about paying your dues. And Shima's been wrestling for, I think, 20, 20 some yeah. years. And he was in WCW yep. for a while. And he's helping, about those guys helping set up the ring. So. It's the Vince uh, adage of there's no job yeah. too big or nope. too small. And they, they do it. So it's the same thing in England as well? Yeah. So on the, the Dick's tours, you kind of set it up and tear it down. And, I mean, they the Butlins camps would set up the chairs and stuff. We would just come in and set up. And I'll tell you what, the ring in England is so heavy. Really? <laughs> Compared to regular rings. Just big wood and just not fun. Is it stiff too? Uh yeah, but you weren't expected to take a lot of a lot of bumps on it. So you, said you did too yeah. much when you did yeah. toss, right? <laughs> Who else was working there with you? Anybody else um, just you even know? Nobody from not, nobody from America. I Maybe went over England one time with uh Pierre Carolette. Okay. We kinda did a thing with France, England, and Germany. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a weird long tour. Um, other than that, nobody American. Which, which, which English guys were there? Uh, a guy named Kid Cool, uh, Mikey Whiplash, guys like that. I don't know those guys. No. I know like Lionheart and a couple of the guys. Yeah, like I don't that, know if um, those guys. 
I think too they, early. Yeah, they might just not uh, so no other work Am- for them. No other Americans? Not at you? the time, no. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's kind of weird going over there by yourself, huh? Yeah, and I did, like I said, I don't think I was in a place in life to be ready for it, and I just mm. didn't want to be there. And uh funny story over there was I was told by guys that – so Eddie Guerrero, when he got uh, – got fired. He got fired. Him. Yeah. He uh, somebody said, "Hey Dixon, did you want to bring Eddie?" And he said, "I don't know. I don't know who he is." And nobody, you know, these guys at the Buttons camps went, "I don't want to use him." And what's the why? I don't need him. And I was like, "All right." Oh, wow. <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is too. And, and here's here's like you know we've worked those before Minehead and Buttons. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I really noticed we do. Uh, they, they have rock and roll festivals, and there's one in Wales called Pre Talon or something mm-hmm. like this. So when you're saying we're saying like the holiday camps, the right. resorts, right? I know what you're thinking in your head, everyone listening. It's not that. Oh, no, it is to me. It's the farthest thing from a holiday. It's the worst <laughs> yeah, holiday. Yeah, it's and like, nothing against the fine people that go no, there for the holidays, but man, they—that's where they go for holiday. But, but you know, what is what's there? It's just uh, there was a Bob the Builder. Okay, so during, during the day. I would sometimes get up and uh, <laughs> just kind of walk over to the place because we'd stay in we'd stay in the Butlins too because mm-hmm. they just have hotels or I guess uh, rooms. They're kind of like it's they like have a, like, like chalets, like and cabins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would kind of go over and there's a big Bob the Builder show going on and stuff like that, and they had like a movie theater, and it was just very strange, like a water park and like some shitty rides and just, yeah, and it's like kind yeah. of typical like. Cloudy weather. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing, yeah, no sun, no nothing, just English weather, and just it's yeah, just very odd. <laughs> we played a festival there, and I believe it's called Hard Rock Hell, and I'm sure someone will will correct me on that, but it's pre pre tailing or pre something mm-hmm. rather in Wales, and it's the same thing. And the same thing, you think festival, yep. I'm thinking okay, festival, right, but right, it's, right. it's basically a big beer hall, yeah. and there's like a beer hall, and you walk in there, and man, it smells like a beer yeah, hall, yeah. beer and cigarettes, and then I see like a Burger King across the way, and like a Pizza Hut, and there's mm-hmm. just a bunch of people hanging mm-hmm. around, like it's a giant pool hall. Yes. You know, and yeah. that's basically yep. the holiday camp. And I'll tell you what I've seen. I saw the Bob the Builder show twice, and <laughs> I, uh, I just thought, baby, this isn't for me. <laughs> How long were you in England for? Just two weeks. Okay. Yeah, so that yeah, was it wasn't, no, it. no, yeah, it wasn't too long. So let's fast forward. You mentioned that you got mm-hmm. the call. You, mm-hmm. you Finally, Johnny Ace gives you the offer to sign you. Yep. How are you feeling after 10 years? So, eight years? Uh, cloud nine for about a day. Huh. And then it became, okay, well, now we got to go to Pittsburgh for the physical. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh boy, you know, I've, I'm banged up and this and that. And I think my knees messed up, my shoulders. And oh, and I'm the most negative person. So <laughs> I'm telling my wife. Let me say this, though, just as a quick segue. Uh, the reason why you're, you're saying you're negative is because you've been in the business yeah, for a long time. I, and you know, it's like, you got it. You don't so got it. So many rugs. Carrot, so many rugs away. pulled out. Yeah. But I have that, that weird. Oh, uh, you know, pro wrestling vision of everything's great. But you still, be, but still in the but back understand. of your mind, I never buy it until right. it's actually, not even until it happens, until it's done. Right. And when it's over, I, like I'll tell you what, last WrestleMania, I, uh, we did the ladder match and I came to the back and I stopped and the guy's like, you got to go through this door. I said, hold on a minute. And I just stood there and looked at the stadium. I said, yep. You had your mind. Yeah. I was right? like, this is it. I was That's like, cool that you did that. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, he's like, come on, man. I was like, really? Just stop for a second. Yeah. Just like yeah, yeah. to drink it. I in. was like, I just need, cause it's over now. And yeah. it happened. And I was like, okay, one of them came through. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. 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 Um, but you're talking about how you went to Pittsburgh. And- yes. So I'm thinking, uh, so you go to Pittsburgh for the physical, you get drug tests and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, so they, the guy's pulling on my knees and pull, he's like, Oh, and he's like, kind of like being weird. And I go, sir, uh, is everything okay? He goes, oh, you know, your knees are just a little bit loose, and your shoulders and your elbows. And I'm like, 
I was like, oh, my God. How so, many fingers are they? Okay? Yeah, yeah. So, of course, we leave. And, he, and I go, well, what do you think the chances are? And he goes, well, it's not up to me. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. So we leave. And, I'm, of course, my wife, I'm, I'm insane. And I'm like, they're <laughs> never hiring me. So now WrestleMania is coming. So April, um, all the way through April and into now. What year is this? This is 2011, okay. I think. So it's yeah. been 10 years since you've yeah. been on the job. Yeah. So um, – I'm nuts thinking, well, something happened, and that's why they're not calling me. Meanwhile, WrestleMania is happening, so people are busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't care. I'm thinking. Yeah. What about me? Yeah, I was like, God, yeah. can't they just do this? Yeah. So, of course, uh, I think six weeks go by, and they tell you, like, we'll give you a call in a couple weeks. So about four weeks go by, oh, WrestleMania gosh. happens, and I'm, like, losing it. And I'm calling every week. Saying, hey, calling you Johnny know, or? Uh, Christian Altman. Mm-hmm. Saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, I just went to Pittsburgh just trying to check up on what's going on. What's she saying? She's just – and she I never got a hold of her. Oh. Yeah, of course. It's this guy again. Yeah, Let yeah. the machine take <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so finally, two weeks after May, so six weeks have now gone by where I've lost my, my mind. And uh, they call and just say, okay, yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Um, contract's in the mail. Sign it and send it back. I said, oh, all right. <laughs> so, of course, one came through. Uh-huh. Um, signed it, send it back. And then the couple weeks after that, a paycheck comes. And I think, oh, I go, honey, we've made it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That first <laughs> yeah, yeah. paycheck. I was you like, know? we've done it. It's, it, it's <laughs> and it, it wasn't for much because it was developmental, mm-hmm. I, but it was more than I was doing. So I said, this is it. Like, <laughs> and then did you have to move everybody down yes, to Orlando? Uh, so at the time, I had a four month old baby. I had been at home with him for the past two months by myself. Um, she's working. wife's working. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Tampa, stayed at my mom's place in Clearwater for a little while and just was kind of commuting. And then finally my wife came down and we actually lived right next door to the school in Tampa, mm. which we loved. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was called FCW, right? Yep. So we did a year in Tampa and then, so we weren't getting called up and the place was moving to Orlando. So we, of course we went and picked a spot in Orlando and, uh, we moved all our stuff. And then the week after we moved, they called us up. <laughs> and in hindsight, I wish I would have stayed in Tampa. Mm-hmm. So, but. so, but what a class that you guys had at the start. Not mm-hmm. class, like a, a roster in FCW. Yep. You mentioned some of the guys, but just go through all the guys that are up in the WWE now. It's they're with you. It's insane. Um, Ambrose, Rollins, um, the Ascension, um, Cesaro, um, Reigns. Yeah, Ro- uh, all the Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now you and you and Wyatt and yep, all three Ron. of us, the whole Wyatt family. Uh, so basically, there's a lot, and probably a lot of the girls. Yeah, I mean, just... a lot of the guys, and like a lot of the guys had kind of come in. Neville kind of came mm-hmm. in as I was leaving. Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. um, Owens. Owens, Owens was it later? Gotcha. Um, so they all kind of, but when I got there, it was like already full of talent that was ready to move up. So when you came in, how long was it before you got put with Bray Wyatt? Because this is like, it's it's. You know, we mentioned earlier Ricardo yep. Rodriguez, mm-hmm. and we mentioned Delaney. Yep. I mean, this job was this role right. was born, was almost, yeah, born for, for me. You were born for it. So yeah. even before uh, when I had signed my contract, I, I called Claudio and told him, you know, and uh, Claudio's another one who's yeah, up now. Yeah. So he tells me he's like, "Oh, talk to this guy," and he puts Wyndham Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. on the phone, and he's just talking. Oh yeah, I got this spot. Da, 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 he's da, a talker yeah, too. Yeah. I got this idea. And yeah. I do this. And I do and that. I I hang up the phone and I go, "What in the hell? What is he talking about?" <laughs> So, uh, Joey's like, trust me, this is a perfect spot for you. Um, 
So he was with Eli Cottonwood at the time, like kind of as his. Wow, there's a name. Right, right, right. That was like a big, tall yep. guy, right? Yep. Classic uh, NXT name too. Cut Eli a mustache Cottonwood. promo on NXT. I don't know if you're anybody. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, I just think he said. Because uh, the, the NXT that used to say, cut a promo on Waterball. You, you know, I have a mustache and my mustache is great. And then two seconds later said, I don't have a mustache. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a mustache. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you kind of You do. just said you did. <laughs> yeah, you got to. So, it's right there. Yeah. And he was, he was a great guy. He just wasn't a wrestler and uh and he knew that when he got there he kind of told me like, i'm not going to be here long so mm. a lot like, of okay. don't realize how hard it is yeah and it's not easy and i always i kind of whenever i do media i just did a bunch of media in rochester and i always like to talk about how you know we we don't have an off season we don't have we're not like the nfl the nhl the baseball we don't Bingo. have an off season we because people ask me all the time you know when when are you off never mm-hmm Literally never. Now. Yeah. At Christmas time? No. Nope. No, no, I'm leaving the day after. Yeah. So it's way more difficult than people. And like you get banged up and you're, you know, but you just, you work. Mm-hmm. It's just what, it's what we do. Yeah, it's what we do. And it's kind of like to an outsider probably sounds completely insane. But uh, to us, it's like, yeah, whatever. You know? How is it for you in, the, in that respect? I mean, is your wife pretty cool with uh, it? Yeah, she gets it. Like mm-hmm. I've, we've been together forever. So she's been around, seen it all, like all the the From bullshit the yeah, yeah even the indie crap and all that i mean it's, it's the same mm-hmm. so um there's been she 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 gets it and i think now that's kind of paying off it makes it easier and she's a saint um the hard part is with the with the my son you have one child or yep. two? One, one yeah. son named brody uh <laughs> funny story there is i didn't want to name him brody my wife was insistent that we do i was like oh, i can't do that i don't want to be a mark <laughs> she goes but it's a great name i go i know so then when she goes, okay, we kind of made a deal. If WWE hires me, I can't use the name ever again. Let's give it Keep to it him. Keep it going, yeah. yeah. So, and it, it literally, if you've ever met him, it fits him perfectly. He oh, is, he's, 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 he's a, little, a Brody. Little raucous, yeah, little, yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time I met him, he was uh, in the middle of the arena oh, <laughs> corridor. Just in Tampa, roll, taking yeah, the bumps just on the floor. taking bumps, just rolling on the floor. <laughs> I think I'd actually step over him. He didn't catch him. I was like, oh, well, that's Harper's yeah, kid. Just on okay. cement. Yeah, on yeah, cement, yeah. right. <laughs> So, so when you, you go down, so your wife gets on the phone with you, and then you talk about Cottonwood, and then finally yeah. they insert you in there too? Yeah, so I get down there, and I'm just doing the regular Joes or whatever, and they're they're kind of in a different class by that point because I'm just in the beginner's class or whatever you want to call it uh, with Norman Smiley, which mm-hmm. to me was, was freaking awesome because – Everyone loves Norman. The way he could do holds and like just manipulate a, a body part was literally – and I, I've always liked him, so it was like. Oh, this and the best guy, awesome. as far as having the uh, the temperament to, to oh, train to teach. I always say that too, because like, uh, to people are like, "Oh, you should be a trainer." I was like, "I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think I can." I get too angry. I would kill somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah, how do you not get this? Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you stupid? <laughs> take a freaking bump. It's yeah. not that hard. <laughs> Except it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, it kind of started there, and then you would all, we'd have promo class every I think Wednesday or Thursday, whatever it was. And who and was the teacher? Dusty. Now we have a tradition here on Talk is Jericho. You have to do your Dusty imitation. <laughs> and so far, the worst ever, I believe, was Ryback. Or no, Justin Gabriel's was the oh, worst. Well, so you, you do better than that. Uh, so, uh, well, Luke, my son, you know what I want to do is I want to put you with with this Bray Wyatt because I think you two together can make a little bit of money. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> yeah, he was. So, so Dusty put you guys so together? So it was kind of like looked at me, looked at them, and we're like, oh, you know, it all just kind of fits together. So um, how long was your beard at the time? It was kind of this, it's, I think it stopped growing. So okay. I think it's this it goes long. as far yeah. as it goes, yeah. that's about <laughs> it, right? Yeah. Can only get so fat, you know, like, <laughs> right. you go back to that. Uh, 
So I think he eventually said, okay, you know, guys just kind of cut promos together, which literally it was kind of the same where I would just kind of sit in the back and then I would do one on my own uh, just as myself, but like with him also. So I was kind of doing two different things at the time. And uh, it just kind of, like he said, he was like, man, this is awesome. So then they wanted to shoot vignettes for the NXT TV, which was starting. So they just took a bunch of us out there, I think. Uh, me, Jody Christopherson, uh, Bronson, um, Rowan, like and a whole me. family. Yeah, just kind of like. Was there a girl involved? At yeah, Audrey point? Marie. Audrey Marie. Yep. Is she still in the company? Nope. Okay. So I think they just kind of brought us out there to be extras almost. And so um, we went out there. We shot the vignettes. They were they were awesome. They were still part of the original ones too. But you kind of they kind of just spliced them in. And I know that because. Uh, Wyndham was showing mm-hmm. them to me because he was up here before mm-hmm. and as Husky, whatever. Yeah. And I was trying to, like, he said, I got this game. I was trying to help him with He was showing me those vignettes. And yeah. I remember I sent them right to Vince. They're Look unreal. at this. Yeah. this. They were amazing. They shot yep. so great. And literally shot with, budget. shot with no budget. Mm-hmm. It was just me and Dusty and uh, a guy named Jeff, the lighting guy down in NXT, who's, who's awesome. Um, and just out there, just here, go ahead and do it. Cut some promos. You know, mm-hmm. cut your wild man promos. And. We just sat there and we kind of did it, and they're, they're awesome. And then from there, I think he, we started on NXT, and then he, I believe, tore his pec. Okay. So he was on the road full time at this point, pretty much. Um, and me and Rowan were down, just kind of doing thing. And uh, at one point, Bill Demont made me and Rowan wear trunks, just because he's like, "Well, I don't think you're gonna be with with uh, Bray Wyatt, so you gotta, you know, we gotta get you doing something else." I said, I said, okay. I never worn trunks in my life. So I you said, always been a jeans. Yeah, and, yeah. I and... said, I said, okay. I worn a singlet at one point, maybe in life, or like 2006 or way early, mm-hmm. but never just trunks. So I said, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I said, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. You know, if you want to test me? I'll, I'll pass it. Right. So we did it, and like we did that for a little while. Then uh, I remember we were supposed to debut on NXT TV. And I said to, I think Ryan Ward, the writer, I said, well, what should I wear? Because they got me wearing trunks. He goes, well, you've you got to wear what you wore in the vignette. I go, yeah, okay, that's what I thought. I just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure. So uh, that's how then we just did that. I debuted, and then I think two or three tapings later, Rowan did, and then we kind of were just the family. Join up with the family. Yep. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Talk is Jericho. Sitting here with Luke Harper uh, in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. So tell me when you got the call that you're going to be making it to the WWE, uh, the big leagues. Um... At one of the NXT tapings, uh, Hunter just said, hey, I want to talk to you three. And Wyndham had kind of stooged it off saying, hey, I, I've heard some things. I don't want to put it out there, but I, I think we're coming up as a as a whole. And, of course, me being me, I was like, get the fuck out of here. There's no way. You know, you're, you've been on the road. I, we, ended up, we didn't do a house show loop, nothing. So I, me and Rowan have just been in NXT doing, doing house shows down there. And I'm like... No, no one's ever said a word to us about it. So when Hunter wants to see you, you're thinking, yeah, I'm going to Yeah, I'm oh, well, this is it. You know, good run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we had the NXT uh, tag team titles at the time, me and Rowan. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe he just wants to tell us that we're going to drop it to somebody. And, and Wyndham's telling me, no, no, trust me, this is good. And I mm-hmm. said, okay. 
And so we're out in the back hall of uh, Full Sail in like the, the parking lot. And he said, hey, we're going to bring you guys up as a group. And I just said, oh, <laughs> another one. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Check. Yeah. but still at this point, I'm like, well, okay, it's still not. Yeah, you haven't done it yet. So um, we were in, I was in my apartment in, I think still in Tampa, getting ready to move. And Raw comes on. I get a text from somebody saying, hey, turn on the TV because uh, they played the vignettes now. Nice, yeah. And I'm just, and so literally we haven't been on the road yet. We didn't do a taping, nothing. So they brought us, started bringing us on the road for the four or five weeks that they did um, the vignettes. But we just sat there and, and still no house show, still no nothing. So I'm kind of getting to know everybody and just being the new guy. And it was very odd. And then we did the debut in Baltimore against Kane. Um, this all came out and attacked him? Yeah, okay. we attacked him and had to, had to beat him up and had to make it look real. And then, you know, kind of... You know, Kane is very nice backstage, so it was <laughs> difficult. But uh, he he was he was all game for it. He's a great great human. So, but what a what an amazing gimmick! Yeah, like what a just unbelievable the whole presentation. And that was the thing it was so different. And like Hunter gave us the entrance with the lantern. And oh like, really? Yeah, he kind of thought of all that. No kidding. Yeah, because it was kind of part of our deal. Um, I don't know if it was in the vignettes or not, maybe hanging from something, mm-hmm. but that that was part of the deal. Well, you know, you're le- you were the light, and you're leading the guys to the to the war. The ring, or yeah, yeah. To war, yeah, yeah. So, and then when that happened, it was just like, oh, it's so different and so you know different than everything they yeah. had there. And I was like, oh, this is this is great. So. It's amazing too because I mean it's almost one of those things that when it finally becomes a babyface gimmick, right? Everybody's involved because they're putting the. I mean, when did it start with the people putting their phones? Uh, in I the don't air? know when. I don't know if that was a mania thing or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you know what I actually think it was maybe a for uh, a tour London or Liverpool wherever we were last or two years ago in mm-hmm. England. I think that's where it started. And then that hit on TV, and then of course everyone started doing yeah. it. And then even on house shows here, people do it. And it's it's people love awesome. being involved. Yeah, and it's awesome to see from our perspective to just walk out that curtain and see. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, There's people yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your um, first interaction with Vince? Um, or have you had one yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we that day we came to the back and kind of just you know said oh thank you know whatever and just mm-hmm. kind of okay cool. And then when we started, my first real one was uh, we started doing the Uso feud, like a, maybe a year into our thing. And uh, we had a match. I think it was, I don't know if it was a two out of three falls or the one before where at the Money in the Bank where it, we, we, we killed it. I think it was Battleground maybe. Maybe Battleground or whatever. I don't know. One if it was, of the ones. Yeah. It, was, it was Uso's versus yep. the Harper, fan, or Harper and yep. Rowan. And uh, we got the falsies came off great with, with us switching the titles and it was, it was awesome. And we came to the back and he stood up and he hugged each one of us and he goes, you go to that locker room and you tell these motherfuckers to follow that. <laughs> and I just go, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and then, uh, I've had a couple of meetings with him just since then, just kind of like checking in and, and stuff like that. And I mean, right. So how, just quickly, how did you get the name Luke Harper? Uh, I was supposed to do a job on an early NXT TV taping. So uh, Matt Martellaro comes out and goes, hey, your name's, your name's Luke Harper now. I said, okay. And then I guess they went into the meeting and they said, okay, Luke Harper versus whoever was going to squash me. And they said, oh, well, maybe we're going to use him at some point. So let's do somebody else. And I don't know who said that or what happened. And then uh, the name just stuck. Just Luke yeah. Harper, just yeah. randomly, yep. right? That's kind of a good one. And I'd given, I think, 30 names that just got shot down. What were some of the names? I, I don't even know. Not uh, one of them? Gator Wilkins was one of them that Gator I thought was, was money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. My, that, was, that was the top one. 
My first one was Jack Action. <laughs> I thought this is going to make me That's it. money, yeah. man. Jack Millions Action. of dollars, man. I remember Lance Storm saw that written on a on a book, like a, like a textbook. I was practicing my autograph. Did he question teaming with you after that? Oh, no, he was like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, that's going to be my name. No, no, I, I go, what's that? It's Jack Action. Is that going to be your name? I'm like, no, it's stupid. It's really stupid. I'm like, wouldn't use that. I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah, God. damn it. That was a good one. But you, you mentioned your, 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 the few you guys had with the Usos. I mean, you guys yep. had amazing chemistry yeah, the, with those guys. Um, those are that and the match with Dolph at TLC last year were, were my fondest memories that was WWE. an incredible match man. yeah so but the usos are um two of the best out there and we somehow blended everything we were doing all together all and it was like a perfect storm of um wanting it you know wanting more and that's that, a great way to get you in the yeah, spotlight but then yeah. you know hey here's the ball and do it right and it know? felt great and like i said i thought we took the ball and we scored a touchdown and spiked it and everything was great and of course <laughs> Back down to reality a little bit later. So <laughs> I remember that though that match because I, I remember being battle. One of them was in Tampa. That's battle. Yeah, and I know that because I was on yep. the show. And I remember yep. you guys started the show off, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh!" Because I was still coming in and you know, kind of getting right. familiar right. with everybody. It's mm-hmm. like, That's amazing. Yeah, and I, with those guys. And one of the highest comments I got was Christian actually was at the show and said to me, he said, "You know, he took us all in." He said, "You know." I don't know if he said to me personally or to everybody, but he said, you know, you guys really made the tag team titles feel special. Mm-hmm. Something that they hadn't in a long time. Right. I was like, coming from you, that's... He would know com- Yeah, that's a great yeah. compliment. Exactly. And I've come to know Jay since then, and, you know, he's a terrible fantasy hockey owner, so <laughs> screw him. <laughs> now, let's talk about... Take a, your compliment a, back. A, a little bit about, uh, about the match that you had with Ziggler, because mm-hmm. that was another one that was just unbelievable. Now, was it a ladder match? Yes. Or, okay. uh, a ladder match for the Intercontinental title. So... Uh, Won the Intercontinental title. Uh, yeah, you won the title. Who'd you beat? I beat Ziggler for it. That's um, amazing. Yeah, I thought it was great. Thought everything was good. Came was to the back and Vince yelled at me. For what? Uh, because I didn't speak in the Southern accent. <laughs> so uh, kind of kind of put a damper on things for a little Miami bit. Miami Baller yeah. or Miami. Yeah. I'm the Miami Bruiser. Miami Bruiser, damn it. So you, so, had, you had a promo before the match or something Just like one this? line. Oh. I had to say I'm a team player, but I had to say it's Southern because that was his vision of me, and it, it, it might still be. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> he wants you guys to be from the bayou or yes. something like this. And our vision of it is that our people come from everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he his message is nationwide. Doesn't have to, he's from the bayou, but us, you know, his followers aren't. Sure, it's like a cult leader, right? So we kind of pick and choose where he got us, but I, uh, you know, that's not right. <laughs> so, I'm a team player, right? That's how you got to talk next that, time. I, I tried, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, won it from him, and then we had in Minnesota, and then we had the match in Cleveland for the, it was hanging up there, and uh, I remember the agent texted me. We were with friends in Cleveland for the week, and I remember a friend or the agent texted me that. About two in the morning, strangely saying, "Hey, we're gonna you're gonna drop the title the next day," and I said, "You know, I, I was pissed mm. because I thought I didn't get a fair run with it. Really, mm-hmm. I hadn't really done anything with it, and I how thought, long did you had it for? Like a month. Okay, and I thought this is this is bullshit. Mm. So I remember talking to the dolphin. I said, "Hey, man, uh, I want to do something special here because I'm pissed." Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was in Cleveland, his hometown. Um, so it was like, again, a perfect storm of, of stuff and it got, so we kind of went into the idea of, we wanted to do just one ladder because I remember Scott Hall telling me that they had one ladder for their, him and him and Michael's match. Mm. And, uh, I thought, man, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I was like, of course, you know, that, that makes everything mean more. And now they have them all around the ring. Right. So they were insistent that everything has to be set up because it was the TLC pay-per-view and they had all the stuff set up and it has to be that way. Okay, no problem. 
So it actually got way more violent than we ever intended. Uh, and I think I got into a little bit of a zone, and he was a game for it. And uh, there was a little bit of bloodshed on both sides. Yeah, I was sliced here. He was sliced on the head. I was in the back of the head. We both got staples. And uh, it was a very fond memory. <laughs> <laughs> what was the reaction when you when you came back through the curtain after that one? Um, Vince thought we were dead. Oh. So and like everyone thought we were dead. And I remember at one point, um, not to like talk out of school, but they had told us, "Hey, everybody's bleeding. Go home." And I remember turning to the referee and politely saying, F- "You, yeah, because." I do it all the time. Yeah. I did it tonight. Yeah, I Charles, know you did. You Charles was giving us a countdown on a house show. I'm like, F*** off, Charles. Six minutes. Who cares? Just go away. Exactly. It's not like there's a prayer starting. Hell. <laughs> so um, it was kind of the first time that I felt, I felt like, you know, like. When yeah. the match is going good, mm-hmm. throw these time constraints right. bullshit right, out right, right, because right. We're, we're going for this magic. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we, we had it. We get it. Like I said, we're in Cleveland. It's his hometown. People are eating it up. You know the finish. He's yes, going over right, exactly. Right. And and so we we had gotten to this level of violence and almost like intensity that I had never matched in WWE. You know, mm-hmm. the Uso matches were were good, but then the violence and I'm big. I get it. You know, so I Uso's was a little bit more of a display. Right, this is a right, real fight. right. So it was it was just raw emotion to me. And like at the same time, my family's in the crowd. My my wife and son and her friends are there in like the third row. And I took this crazy bump on a ladder like an idiot. Suplex over the top into the ladder. No, I, uh, I, so I decided, okay, Dolph, I'll do this dive. And uh, you just push the ladder at me. Mm. And I'll hit the ladder la- in my like head. Like tope coming through. Right, and, and- I'll, I'll hit the ladder and we'll all just crash and burn and you go over here. Meanwhile, he throws a ladder at me and I hit it and we just go, I go straight down on the ladder onto my arm. Oh. And so like I get up and it's a big cell and, and I guess my wife is trying to climb over the barricade <laughs> to see because it looks, it's horrific looking, but I was fine. And uh, so that kind of started things off and uh, yeah, it was just, like I said, it, it, it felt good again. It felt like a vindication of, mm-hmm. look, I can do this. Right, because so. that's how the business works. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always times when you think I should hold on to this mm-hmm. longer, but right, that's how it goes. Yep. I remember one time with uh, with I was working Road Dog, mm-hmm. and I asked him as we always do. So, what do you want to do? He said, "Win clean with my finish." But that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> what do you want to do? And that's you know, if we had our uh-huh. way, <laughs> we'd all win clean with our finish, right? That's but right. Yeah. Sometimes you got to drop right. Off Absolutely. The and so like uh, I kind of figured that out, and I was told by one of the top guys in the business, uh, John Cena, <laughs> that you know if you if you have an at bat and you 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 hit a double or something or you hit a single, you'll get another at bat. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of always been my mindset now to when I get the ball, do what I can with it, control what I can control. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I can go out there and do something special that makes them happy, makes everybody happy, I'll get another at bat. So, But like I said, from the moment I came in here, the word on the street was that right. Harper's, this, he's really good. Mm-hmm. How long have you been on the main roster? Two, two and a half years. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was here for... Seven, no, 1999, okay, so 2008, so that's nine years right. before I really got right. in the groove of who I am as a performer and mm-hmm. finally got, not respect, because I had a little right. bit becoming like mm-hmm. this guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's one of those things, like you said, everyone knows you're great, right. and this is a cycle, top to bottom, top to bottom. Right, 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 right. You know, and, and even the, the other day in, in Rochester, Arn said it again. Yep. He's great, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's great. That's why we work all the time, <laughs> you know? I had to work Big Show yesterday. I'm like, can I just work Harper again, please? <laughs> Don't tell Big Show no, that. No, I love Big Show, but you know what I mean? It's like you just get into this mode, and it's so easy, right? Yeah, that, that's the thing is, uh, and it, it, it's almost like it's become a... a like my mission now is to be great and mm-hmm. to be good and to make people want to work with me 
because you know if uh, that's only going to help my cause and again like to make myself better at every turn so i like i said control what i can control Mm -hmm. i can't control what they're going to book right but what i can control is what i put out there when they do book it sure exactly so if they say go put this guy over in five minutes I'm gonna give you the best five minutes you, you can have. Do it. You know, yeah. and 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 so and sometimes you get guys that are like, well, well, shit, I don't want to put him over. I don't want to do that. Well, you know, I might feel the same exact way, but I'm gonna do it well. So but, that I, makes me. I always say this to, to younger guys too. I don't know if I ever told you this, but when you're in this company mm-hmm. or the wrestling business, it's like being on a, a football team. Right. Sometimes you're the quarterback, right. and you are expected to play half the game, and, right, and right, sometimes right. you're the cornerback that gets on mm-hmm. twice, but. When you're on the field, you better make your tackle. Right. And that's kind of how I always look at this. Because even, you know, sometimes you're working main events. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're the prayer popcorn match. Right. Sometimes right. you're opening <laughs> match. You never know what it's going right. to be, right. but you have to deliver. Exactly. And, and like I said, that's kind of become my mission now is to just make myself as good as I can. Mm-hmm. And to, like I said, make people want to work with me. Like for you to say you want to work with me is an honor. Oh, for, yeah. for other people, you know, for other guys to say that is like, it makes me feel good. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to just be, oh, he's just a good hand. Yeah. You know, that old. The, the hell of a yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, like I said, sometimes you go through there and sometimes right. you don't. But the thing is, you've been working steadily. Yep. That's in the a thing. Program. And, and I'm always working. I'm always booked. So I can't complain. And like last year, for example, was it WrestleMania? Was it like a seven man? Yep. Seven man for ladder the- match. And I know a lot of the guys didn't get on WrestleMania. Right. So, and. Uh, one of my goals now is to have a singles match on Mania at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. So my first goal was to be on Mania. Yeah. So I've just kind of, you know. Well, your first goal was to get here. Right. Well, right? There, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then to be on Mania. Right. Yeah. Get yeah. signed, you know. Yeah. Work Japan. There's a whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> work a show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> work in a ring. Yeah. <laughs> Grow a beard. Yeah. When you're a teenager. <laughs> Try to get fat. <laughs> a couple of last questions. You, I huh? think you already answered this, but what's your, your favorite match that you ever had? Or favorite matches if you had to pick a couple? Um... Last year in Rochester, actually, Dolph and I had what I considered a WrestleMania type nice. main event, and uh, he did the whole thing where you know he went over, but then I beat him up after and did mm-hmm. the whole thing, kind of the same way you know you let me have that moment at the end. Uh, that's because it's your hometown. Yeah, yeah, that's a great memory. Um, but TLC match and the two USO matches are, and again the WrestleMania match, uh, the latter match because that moment of just soaking it in. At the end, before the guy tried to shoot me through the door, just to see seventy nine thousand people or whatever it was, like oh, you know, it's mm-hmm. real. Yeah, and it became real, and it would, like you said, it, it happened. Yeah. So those those four or five. I remember that match too because it was a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. So like you said, when it's over, you get right, the feel right, right. And the, and the thing is, like during the match, the you, you're just buzzing through it, like boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. Okay, two to go. And then you're t- you take that last moment and you go okay, and then you get shooed away and you just yeah yeah, awesome. <laughs> I remember the um, New Jersey WrestleMania mm-hmm. MetLife Stadium, and mm-hmm. I was walking up the ramp and uh, sorry, I was walking down the ramp during the day, and Vince was walking up, and mm-hmm. I remember he had a like a salmon colored shirt on, and it was open at the collar. <laughs> And uh, I said, you know, another, whatever, that wasn't 29. Yeah. I said, you know, 29 WrestleManias, man. He's like, yep. And I, see, and I, said, uh, I said, do me a favor. I said, I know you're going to be working all day. you got a million things. But I said, take a moment and just yeah. look at this. And think about this. You know, I hate, you know, I hate to say this, but think about what you created yeah. and how big it's become. Right. And he's like, oh, right. yeah. And then I walked away out of the corner. I saw him just Turn. sit on and look for a second. I was like, that's pretty cool. You know? <laughs> right, right. Uh, what do you think of Braun Stroman? 
Uh, he's large. Amazing. Yeah. How big he is. He is, uh, I mean, I think we're, t- I'm as tall as him, but that's, yeah. you know. <laughs> he's standing on his toes. <laughs> I think we're the same weight, too, but I don't know. You know, it's just. <laughs> he just has it in better places. Something with TV. I think he has a better tan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, for as little experience as he has, he's unbelievable. Um, and the thing is, if he wants it and wants to continue to learn, the sky is the limit for him. So. It's good for you guys, too, because I think it freshens up yeah, the Yeah, new blood. A bit, yep, you know? new blood. And right. I've always said that. I, I thought with a cult like that, we should always have kind of... Guys coming in. Yeah, and bigger, almost. Yeah. So I still think you should have some creepy chick, too. I you, agree. You know? Um, I think it gives us more diverse things and more ways to go mm-hmm. instead of just saying, hey, we're going to beat you up and... Well, yeah. You know. I mean, when you're on TV 52 weeks a year right, or right, 104 right. if you're on SmackDown right. as well... The more ways you have to go, the better. The better right. it is. Last question. Who's your favorite hockey team? Uh, obviously, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, okay. uh, I don't know if you're going to say Buffalo. God, no. I hate <laughs> – and this is with all offense to Buffalo. I hate every aspect with of the city. Yes. <laughs> every aspect of the city. Uh, I, I, used to tr- I used to play youth hockey, and we would always go up to Mississauga to play, and I kind of fell in love with the 93 uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, Doug Gilmore, mm-hmm. and they went on their run to the, to the, to the uh, conference finals where that dumb Wayne Gretzky knocked them out. Uh, but I can't stand anything Buffalo, so it's all Maple Leafs. It's funny how you don't like that dumb Wayne Gretzky because I don't either. Because I don't know if you know this, but Gretzky, I actually love him. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's the god of any yeah, hockey yeah. fan. But he actually has the most points in his career uh, when you go by individual teams. The most points out of any team is Winnipeg Jets. Uh, he killed course, us in the eighties. Eighty-five Jets should have won the damn I, cup, and Gretzky killed him. I blame Dale Howarchuk. Oh no, Howarchuk was like, oh, because he was in Buffalo too, <laughs> yeah, man. He was. You know, it's never told you you got a little bit of a favorite in, to Mick Foley. Uh, I've I've gotten several uh, mentions that he is my dad. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure Mick would love. That. I don't know if that's good or bad. Your, your smile and laugh is very similar, man. Dude, it's great talking. Yeah, to that was you awesome. And, uh, I wouldn't want to hang out with anybody in Saudi Arabia <laughs> yeah, besides this is it, you. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Harper, very popular in the locker room, and you know why. Funny, funny, good guy. I'm glad we had the chance to sit down and do this. It was funny. We went to Mexico the following week after Jetta, and one experience Jetta was here. Heard all about it. Kind of a, a very different, uh, crazy place in a lot of ways. Um, interesting to go there. I'm glad I went. Um, but uh, we went to Mexico the week after, and outside in the parking lot, this guy had made all these. Uh, bootleg Luke Harper shirts that all said yeah 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 on him that's his catchphrase so we bought like 20 of them and handed it out uh, amongst the boys and all wore them it was pretty funny that's how popular Luke Harper is in the dress room Uh, we all wanted to wear our Luke Harper uh, t-shirts so there you go only available in Mexico on the streets as a bootleg Uh, speaking of being on the streets I'm on the streets right now as we are in uh, in Paris today we're in Valreal France with the Cinder Block Party Tour, Nonpoint Sumo Psycho, uh, with uh, with Fozzie, Fozzie, of course. And we are playing our show tonight by hook or by crook. We're not going to let the bastards keep us down. We're going to do this for Paris. We're going to do this for the people that lost their lives last week in the senseless terrorist attacks. We're going to put on this rock and roll show and try and put some smiles on people's faces because Paris deserves it. France deserves it. Fozzie loves France. And we are playing tonight. Come and check out the show. I don't care if two people show up. I don't care if one person shows up. I don't care if anybody shows up. There will be the sounds of rock and roll playing in Paris tonight, courtesy of Fozzie, Nonpoint, and Sumo Psycho. All right? 
We're going to Luxembourg tomorrow. We're going to Cologne on Sunday, and we're going to be rocking it like we always do. Then we're heading over to the UK, Reading. We got London on the 26th at the Islington Academy. We got the Fozzie after show party at the Sanctum. All details about that will be coming up. Manchester, Southampton, Birmingham, Newcastle, Nottingham, Sheffield, Wales. Don't miss the, this uh, Cinderblock Party Tour. It's one of the best tours we've ever done. Nonpoint is a great band. Sumo Psycho, awesome up-and-coming bands. If you like rock and roll, come check it out. FozzyRock.com for all gig info. And don't forget the Fozzy Rock new and improved VIP, man. you would be getting uh, a private pre-show concert, a question and answer session, uh, all that great, great stuff. And we're having a blast with it. It's fun because you guys are requesting the uh, the songs you're singing the songs with us in the pre-show party VIP has been a blast this time it's rejuvenated and I'm excited about that I'm also excited for all of you guys and thank you for listening to Talk is Jericho uh, I do this for you twice a week for free uh, where I'm able to do that thanks to my great Talk is Jericho sponsors DraftKings.com play for free when you use my promo code Y2J you really got to give this a try especially for football as well it's a blast it adds a little bit more excitement to the games when you're playing them uh, DDP Yoga win an autographed copy of DDP Yoga by tweeting your own DDP Yoga story to me at Talk is Jericho using the hashtag podcast one uh, Casper those mattresses are so comfortable. I'm not joking. Use the promo code Jericho to get 50 bucks towards your mattress purchase. It was funny when they delivered the mattress to my door. I wasn't even aware it was coming. It's like a mattress call. I had to bring this giant mattress inside, but man, is it ever worth it. Of course, Amazon, the longest-running sponsor of Talk is Jericho. Easiest way to support the show. Just use the Talk is Jericho links. You can find them by going to podcastone.com. Click on the Supporter Show Sponsors banner at the top of the page. Then hit the Talk is Jericho button. Amazon links for the USA, the UK, the Canada A. Every time you use Talk is Jericho Amazon links, Amazon kicks back a small percentage of the show to help us cover production costs. I just bought um, American Horror Story Freak Show Season 4. And I'm watching that while I'm over here. Man, it's creepy. Twist, Twisty the Clown, Twisto the Clown is insane, literally and figuratively. Uh, anyway, uh, just buy whatever you want. Holidays are coming up. Make sure you buy all your stuff at Amazon and use the Talk is Jericho links. Thanks so much to Luke Harper for being here. Thanks to, to Robert Trujillo, Metallica Studio Update uh, the other day. And his family showed up. Doc McGee was amazing. And, of course, the Eddie Guerrero tribute with Chavo Guerrero and Dean Malenko is a must here. Along with every other episode of Talk is Jericho, go check them out. And we'll see you next week. Stay hard. Stay hungry. Stay cool. We love you. And next week, it's the useless trivia triumphant week. That's right. If you've read my book, A Lion's Tale, you know the group. It's Jericho, Raven, and Conan. All three of us giving uh, ridiculous pop culture references and displays. We're not together, but it is the return of Raven on Wednesday. And on Friday, Conan will be here. So it's going to be a great, great week. Uh, it's always a great week when you guys join me. Thank you so much. Cheers from Europe and a big yeah, boy. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com.